0: Oh hey, hey. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 107, and I'm really excited today to share with you my next guest, someone that has become a friend of mine now, but also someone that I kind of looked up to in this online space for quite a few years. I followed along his blog, his podcast, and his name is Spencer Hawes. I was actually just interviewed on his show not too long ago, and uh, I got to say, it's just been really just a crazy ride with this podcast because it really has opened up some doors and for me to connect with these these higher level people. And Spencer is no stranger to the online space, but he just started his Amazon business and it's blowing up. And that's what he's going to share with us today is as far as like, you know, his experience as far as going back to what he started in this, you know, in this space doing like which was niche sites. So he's got a website called nichepursuits.com and it talks all about building these little mini niche sites. And I'll let him explain his story and everything. But I just want to say that I'm really excited because he's going to share the pros and the cons to both different models, but he's also going to show you or explain to you what is working and what his plans are with this business and how he's really excited about uh, moving this forward. So I'm really excited to share that interview with you. Before we jump in, though, if you're brand new, I want to say, hey, thanks for stopping by. I know that you have a lot of uh, other choices out there in the podcast arena, and I just want to say thanks for uh, choosing me today. I'm, I'm honored, and I appreciate it, and so does Brody, my dog. If you guys are brand new, you don't know Brody. Uh, he's part of this podcast. He actually podcasts with me. He's taking a nap right now, but uh, he is part of this uh, but anyway um, if you are brand new though and you needed some help with that you could always sign up for my live workshop I do these usually every week or every other week you can sign up to the next one and you can head over to the amazing seller.com forward slash workshop and you can go ahead and see when the next one is and you can register there I lay out the five phases to picking your product to sourcing your product launching and promoting it and all of that good stuff so if you want to check that out go over to the amazing seller.com forward slash workshop. All right. So what do you say? Let's, uh, let's dive in here. Let's listen to the interview I did with Spencer Hawes and about how he's built out his business in a relatively quick time and what he plans to do in the future. So enjoy the interview. Okay. Well, Hey, Spencer, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to, uh, spend with the TAS community. What's up, man.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Scott. I'm always happy to spend a little bit of time with you, and of course, your community. Just uh, hanging out and joining the Amazon business right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, you know some may or may not know, and I've mentioned this before. You know, I, I was following you for for quite a while, just on the whole building niche sites and authority sites, and kind of following your journey. Uh, uh, I believe I listened to you on Pat Flynn and uh, and all that yep. stuff. So you've been in this you've been in this space for for quite a while. I've been kind of there lurking. Um, But I've been, I've been a follower of yours and I think you've always produced good content, good tools. Um, So it's kind of, it's kind of neat to have you, uh, you know, on my, my show, but to also let people know that, I mean, you're someone that I definitely would be paying attention to uh, when it comes to either building external sites or even now with Amazon, because that's what we're going to dig in today. Cause you've just kind of established that, but uh, right. yeah, you've, you've got a lot to share. So I just wanted to say again, thanks for uh, putting all that content out for the years that you have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I I appreciate the kind words very much. Um, I have kind of been in the game, if you will, uh, for a while. I quit my job about five years ago. So I've been full time almost five years now um, You know, with internet businesses and really just started uh, this year. And we'll dive into that with Amazon. So I usually, at least previously, I've been talking about SEO and building niche sites and authority sites and doing all sorts of other things with Google primarily. Um, And this year I'm diving into Amazon and this is going to be my very first Interview with somebody talking about my Amazon business. So you're the first. Oh, awesome,
0: man! I'm I'm I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is really really cool. Um, yeah. I, I think what we should do though is probably give people a little bit of a backstory of your of your you know coming online and stuff like that. I mean, we don't have to go too deep. If they want to, they can go over and listen to your um your podcast. I'm sure you explained it all there and your blog and all that. But just give us a little bit of a snapshot of you know kind of where you came from. how you got into the online space, and then we can dig into why you started dabbling in Amazon.
1: Sure, absolutely. So, like I said, I I did quit my job about five years ago. Uh, Before that, I had a regular corporate job. I worked in finance. I was a business banker for a number of years and uh, was just really not happy with the corporate world. I think that's a pretty usual thing and always had kind of an entrepreneurial bug. I tried a few different things that never worked, both online and offline. But uh, I kind of on the side started dabbling just building websites at first to see if I could do it, learn a little bit of HTML, and then of course I was super happy to discover WordPress that made things so much easier, and I built my first site, and it was a personal finance uh, blog, and it failed miserably pretty quick, actually. So I didn't really know what I was doing. It was, you know, I was happy to get a site up and I had good content, but I didn't know how search engines worked. I didn't know how marketing worked, you know, just, just everything. And that led me on my journey to figuring out how does Google rank websites? Why is keyword research so important? And, uh, Everything involved with SEO and just getting traffic to websites. And so to make a long story short, I decided to quickly build up lots of small little niche sites that targeted laser-focused keywords that were a lot easier to rank for than these other big personal finance terms, for example. And uh, they started to do really well. Each site might have only made $100 or $200 a month, but I built lots of them, and uh, that honestly is... Uh, what led me to quitting my job? I was making more uh, from my little niche websites after a few years of, of doing that. It wasn't immediate. I spent a few years trying and um, was making more on the side than my day job. So I quit um, March 11, 2011. And I've been doing just internet business in general ever since. I should mention, it's very important that I mention that a lot has changed from 2011. I'm not building lots of little niche websites. I focus on just a few bigger websites now that I know what I'm doing. And uh, also a huge part of my business is... Keyword research software that I created. Uh, Because I was doing so much keyword research, I decided to create a software. I hired a developer and I now sell Longtail Pro. And uh, I've been selling Longtail Pro for a few years. And that's a very big part of my business is doing very well and growing. Um, So I have that going on. Uh, as well, and now just this year, I've jumped into Amazon, and we can talk about more more about that. But that's my quick background.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was perfect. And actually, speaking of Longtail Pro, uh, like, and I mentioned this, you know, to you before. I, I'm actually a customer, and I, I was before I even um, reached out to you, and we and we started talking back and forth about awesome. about our business. Yeah, so I've been using it. I still use it. Uh, you know, now and some people would say, like, well, why are you still using it, Scott? Well, whenever I'm writing an article or anything, even even for my other uh, businesses, you know, I'll want to obviously which ones are going to be the best ones to write it for so why not just use the the research that you've kind of did for us and i love it that you kind of scratched your own itch and and created your own product i know that's what chris guthrie's done which he's been on the show and i know you're good friends with him um he's done similar things that greg mercer now of jungle scout he's done the same thing he he was basically creating something for himself and then decided to offer it so i think that's the best way anyway right i mean to make products
1: i do i think it is it's it's You know, people spend a lot of time trying to understand the market, and that's very important. But it becomes so much easier when you are the market, and that's kind of the way that I look at it. Where I was, as you said, I was scratching my own itch. You know, I was the end user. I was somebody doing tons of keyword research, and I could look at all the tools that were already out there and see, you know, if they did this differently, and I can't do this, and I wish I could do this, I already knew their limitations and how I could build Longtail Pro into something better. So when you are the end user, you don't have to go out and find the market and do all this research. You you still should, of course, do some research. But when you are the end user, things become so much easier. So that I that's the same advice I give people that – If they're looking for a software idea, they should really start with their own problems that they're having in their own business. Hmm. And that's probably where they're going to come up with good ideas that perhaps other people aren't able to come up with.
0: Yeah, no, I I love that. You know, it's again, it's you know, going back to you know, listening to to yourself first and seeing what you're struggling with, and then and the same thing goes with Amazon, right? I mean, we have problems that we're dealing with every single day, or things that we're using because we need them, right? I mean, like right now, I yeah. need a new tripod for my phone because I'm doing this periscope thing, right? So I got to go to Amazon, I got to buy one, right? Yep. So I'm going to go to Absolutely. Amazon and buy one, you know. So it's it's one of those things, and and I think that can I think that's a great segue to kind of get into the Amazon space. So you've had. Really, you know, pretty good success. Now we don't have to get into all of it, but I mean, you've had some failures too. I mean, they hasn't everything hasn't been great. Like you said, your first site you built was not successful, but you did learn a lot. So I, I feel it still mm-hmm. was successful in its own right. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, failures are a great tool for learning, both failures and success. Sure. I, for myself, I can't speak for everybody, but I learn best through doing. And so even if my website isn't a success, I maybe learn how to set up my next website a little bit better so that it, it, it will do better. So I've had... Uh- unfortunately, lots of failures, actually. Um, I think that's maybe typical. <laughs> totally. you know, I've launched other things that just never took off, but uh, I learned a little bit from each experience.
0: Yeah, no, a- absolutely. And I think that recently too, and we're, we're going to get into the Amazon thing, but uh, you know, re- I think it was recently I was I was listening to your podcast and uh, you and Perrin were talking about Kindle books. You guys were starting to launch some mm-hmm. Kindle books and your first one right out of the gate, you hit a pretty good, I think you might even hit a triple or even a home run, right? I mean, oh, it was, yeah, it was doing really well, but then you launched a second or a third one, and not not so good, right? So yeah, you know, it's it's, it's one of those things.
1: Yeah. No, it definitely happened. Kindle books is sort of like, yeah, we did really great at first and then we thought we knew know what we were doing. And, you know, books two and three didn't do so hot. So, um, yeah. there's always a lot to learn and, and success is never a guarantee.
0: No, but, it, but you keep at it. You know what I mean? It's like yep. one of those things. And, and I, I love that. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's, that's what we're, we're known to do, you know, just kind of, uh, pick ourselves back up, dust ourselves off and move on. Um, yep. all right, cool. So, all right, you, you've had a, a, like I said, really, you know, you've had a long journey in, in a sense that you've kind of been through all of these different phases so far, which is great. Now, what, what makes you think of Amazon? And now I know you've probably dabbled with some Amazon like commissions, like, you know, you sign mm-hmm. up as your associates and you can become that. So what made you start to say, you know, maybe I should start looking into this private label thing.
1: Yeah, so you are right, I've dealt with Amazon affiliate, you know, I've built lots of little affiliate sites and I knew that end of the thing. I will be honest that I was kind of in the dark with the whole Amazon FBA thing until only about a year ago maybe. I perhaps I don't get out much. I had never heard of, you know, all these courses that are doing really well and um, all these other bloggers blogging about things. And it wasn't until Chris Guthrie started mentioning it on his podcast, his blog, sharing his experience, which I think was about a year ago that he started uh, talking about that. I read his first blog post where I don't remember how much he was making. You know, it was after a few months, he was making $6,000 a month, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. And, And he said something about, you know, this is still just very much an online business for me. I don't touch the product. I don't ship the product. I don't deal with customer service. And he mentioned all these things that I thought if you were selling a physical product, you had to be involved with. And the light bulb really went on for me. And I was like, wait a minute, I can still just sit at home and you and I, Scott, were joking that we sit in our pajamas, you know, (laughs) and we're just, you know, in our own house working on our computers, but I can still sit at home all day and get physical products up and selling. And I don't have to make customer service phone calls and Sure enough, that is the case. And yeah. so that it was the light bulb moment for me um, is when I heard Chris Guthrie talking about it about a year ago. After a few months of just thinking about it, it was early, you know, it was around January of this year, 2015, that I sort of figured out an idea, a product that I wanted to launch. And then it was uh, March, I don't remember what the date, but sometime in March of this year that. I had finally, you know, got my product in, star- in stock and started selling on Amazon.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um now, okay, so let's kind of take people down the road to okay, you got a product idea. Where did that idea come from? I think that's the the one that the one question a lot of people want to know.
1: Yeah. So this actually is interesting and, it, and um, it ties back into our previous little conversation here about scratching your own itch. Believe it or not, um, my Amazon product definitely is a product that, that I was looking for uh, okay. on my own on Amazon and uh, I wasn't finding it. And so perhaps I should go back. I looked at lots of different products. I went through maybe the normal processes of looking at best sellers and trying to figure out something that I could, you know, come in and do. But the light bulb really didn't come on for me until, like I said, I, I don't want to give away my product, of course, but there's a product that I have in my home that I've used for a long time. And when I look to find a replacement with uh, this particular feature, I could not find it, you know, at least the, the sort of exact model, if you will, uh, or feature that I was looking for. I couldn't find it. And so I decided, you know, I bet there's a lot of other people that are looking for this particular feature of this product on Amazon as well, and they're not finding it. So I immediately I went over to
0: Alibaba.com and I looked for manufacturers and, and got the ball rolling. So how quick so, was that process? Uh, would would it say from when you kind of got the idea? Did you go to validate it a little bit on Amazon to see if there was anything close to it selling? And you know, and yeah, if w-
1: I I did do that, and it's uh, perhaps hard to you know for people to think about without me giving away the niche sure. and the product, but you know, there's lots of variations of this product and all all kinds of variations of them do sell very well. So I did go on Amazon okay. and I could see that this general product category, lots of people are buying these. So I okay. did validate that. Okay. But sort of the the kicker was the fact that I couldn't find the feature I was looking for.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so I I think yeah. t- take us to that. Then take us to the to the to the sourcing. You know, you starting to con- I mean you went to Alibaba. We've always talked about that here on the show. Um so you go to Alibaba, Take us through that process because you wanted a feature there that you might not be able to find. Could you find the exact product with that feature already or did you have to have that custom made?
1: So I uh, fortunately was able to find manufacturers that were already making what I was looking for. And so my product is not super unique in in that regard. It's just uh, unique to Amazon in a way. Again, there are some competitors, but they don't quite match what I was looking for. And so, I was able to go over to Alibaba. It did take me a little bit of digging. It was I couldn't just do a quick search, and immediately there they were. Mm-hmm. I had to contact, oh, I don't know, you know, probably not quite 10, but Okay. You know, seven or eight manufacturers before I found a couple that uh had the the product model that I was looking for. And so in all, I'm trying to remember, I contacted, I found at least three that were able to send me different samples. Okay. And so I I you know contacted seven or eight, maybe three that actually ended up sending me samples. And then of course I, you know, picked the best one and went with it. So sure. we can dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. But that's kind of the the Process I followed there. Yeah.
0: So now, was this a product though that you were going to be able to put your actual brand name on to private label, or is it something that was um was not going to be able to be done?
1: Yeah. No, I definitely uh, was able to private label it. Okay. Um, and uh, slap my own brand on it. Um, you know, kind of put my unique packaging and, and everything okay, and uh, sell it as my own.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. So that process from the time that you got your samples, you got your three samples in hand, you pick one of those. Do you place your, your first order from that?
1: I did. Okay. Um, yep. And, I, and what's
0: that look like? How, how many units are you
1: ordering? So I went into this whole process just, I wanted as quickly as possible to get something up Sure. Just to test the market, sure. just to see if this whole crazy Amazon FBA thing has is, is legit, sure, you know, sure. if you will. Yeah, and yeah. so I ordered samples, I wasn't too picky, I said, This looks good enough, this is what pretty much what I'm looking for. It's a quality product. I said, Let's do it. I emailed the manufacturer and said, Uh, I want 100 units, okay. And so I was able to do just 100 units, and uh. I actually went with air shipping, which cost me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, I no longer do air shipping, but I did air shipping just to get the product up and selling on Amazon as quickly as possible to validate the market.
0: Now, okay, so the reasoning that it was more expensive, is this an oversized item? It is an oversized item. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and so, it's, yeah, so it's bigger and it's yeah. bigger. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now because of the size and everything like that, but I love it that you said that you did air in the beginning anyway, because you didn't really care that you spent more because you knew you could reduce that by going boat or by sea in the future, but you validated it and you wanted to do that as quick as possible.
1: Right. Basically, the way I looked at it, this first batch, I knew I wasn't going to make a penny, basically. Mm -hmm. I knew that I might get close to breaking even. Um, but those hundred units are going to allow me to know if there's a market here and if I can, you know, build a business down the road. So just as quickly as possible, I got everything there, a very small order, um, of a hundred units. And, um, yeah, it, it helped me just get things up as quickly as possible. Again, I didn't make a dime on those first hundred units, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but once the market was validated, which it very much was, um, I ordered a larger batch after that.
0: Okay. Okay. Now let me just ask you one other question. Um, did you pay for that wire transfer? Did you do escrow? How did you pay for that?
1: I paid for that, uh, wire transfer.
0: Okay. Yep. You did. And how was that process for you?
1: Um, it was, it was fairly, uh, easy, you know, it was one of those things I had to just well, the, the manufacturer sends me a purchase order, basically, mm-hmm. or a purchase, um, anyways, I don't remember what they call it, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. sort of an itemized description of everything yep. and uh, the wire amount and uh, the bank account information. I took that sheet into my bank, sent the wire transfer. Yeah, the manufacturer sent me an email, said, yep, we got the payment, and We'll get these manufactured in the next, I think it was 30 days. Okay. And uh, they sent them out. It was pretty seamless.
0: Okay. Now, did you have them directly shipped to you or to uh, to
1: Amazon? So, I had them shipped directly to Amazon, actually. Okay. Um, well, I, I use a logistics company. Well, okay. Let me see. So, I had them, for my first batch, I had them shipped to a logistics company, to a warehouse. Okay. Okay. In LA. And then uh, at that point I printed out the UPS packing slips from Amazon and had it sent to two or three different warehouses.
0: Okay. So it basically yeah. went to like a third party, you know, yeah. kind of like a warehouse. Yes, okay. exactly. I got you. Okay. And then, so from there you didn't really see and touch the product and see if there was anything wrong with it. You just kind of said you going to gamble <laughs> on it a little
1: bit. Yep. I'm, I'm a bit of a gambler. That's exactly what I did. Okay. Um, hey, well yeah. it,
0: it worked out for you,
1: right? And it worked. Yeah, it yeah. did. Awesome. So, and I I should insert here that uh, for people listening, I may not be the expert at any of this. I am really just flying by the seat of my pants. The only training I had was listening to Chris Guthrie's podcast. I listened to some of your podcasts. I never bought a course. I never did much of anything. Like, I mean, I'm running a full-time business with several employees and this is just, it was a little project. Hey, let's just ship some stuff to Amazon and see if it works.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, a lot
1: of people I know aren't in that boat, and they probably should do a little more inspection and be a little bit more careful. Um, but fortunately, I'm in the position where you know I could risk a hundred units and just go for it. So sure. It's very possible that you'll need to correct some of the things I'm saying here, Scott. If I'm doing things wrong, no, no, you know, it, don't it's, let me know. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. No, <laughs> no, you're you're doing exactly what you would be doing in your position. For someone that's just starting, I've said to people, you can do it that way. My only issue with that is if if you're ordering a large. Quantity 500 or a thousand units, and you're spending five, six thousand dollars. You know, you usually, when your first order, you want to just validate that, you know, they're giving you what the sample was. So that's all I've ever said. And recently, I had someone in my class that actually he had an oversized product as well, and he had them directly shipped to himself. Luckily, he did because there was uh, two components in there that weren't. Positioned properly and all they had to, all, all they had to be done was repositioned, but they weren't repositioned. And if they were positioned the other way, they would have been oversized um, when they they weren't oversized at, or I, I forget. But he gotcha. whatever whatever way he had it. If he didn't get them shipped to himself, he would have had a huge problem. So he did it that way and he kind of thanked me later for for advising that. But anyone starting again at 100 units, usually, you know, and again, it depends. Like you had some throwaway money in a sense, not that you want to lose it, but if you lost it, it's not a big deal. You weren't going to like lose your business or your right. home. Um, right. So, you know, you just got to, people got to, you know, use their own head when it comes to that. But um, totally. I love it that, that you took action. I mean, that's the big thing, right? I mean, you know that as well as I do. I mean, so many people sit on the fence, but you got to throw something out there and see what sticks. And let's, you have a regular, Business running on the side, well, you know, not on the side. That's your main business, but then you're just right. going to do these little things on the side because that's what we do as entrepreneurs, anyway, right? We just we kind of throw things out there and see what sticks. <laughs> exactly. Just
1: wanted to s- see what would happen. Yeah. Put a little bit of money to it, and uh, boy, it has been a fun ride. It's got things your attention. Just though. taken off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's got your attention, right? I mean, that, that that's kind of what we do. It's it's almost like though, like you had said before in the past with niche sites that you were building, right? You throw a bunch <laughs> of them up there, and if you've seen three or four of them start to stick. You're like maybe I should focus on these a little bit more. Exactly same yep. idea. Yeah, awesome. So I love that. All right, cool. So cool. So now you you got the product. It's it's shipped into Amazon FBA. I'm assuming you set up your listing and you got that thing all optimized to what you thought you needed to do. Right. Um, and then uh, and then from there, what do you do to start getting sales? Just just basically just throw it up there and see what happens, or do you turn on pay per click? What do you do to get sales? So for
1: my very first product, what I did is and. <laughs> And again, I didn't do this really uh, quickly per se and and perhaps in the right order, but I did eventually after I got my listing up, I, I let it sit basically for a week. I got my stock, I got my inventory in, and on the same day I was leaving for vacation. So I was gone for a week and didn't even look at anything for like a week. And believe it or not, I actually sold a couple of units, you know, it started, I don't know, one every other day or something. And so that, I was like, hey, that's a good thing. I'm not doing anything and they're yeah, actually yeah, selling yeah. already. And so I knew that was early indication. But then I went, my next step was to start getting some reviews. I had learned that reviews were important. Sure. I contacted family and friends is what I did for my very first product. I don't do that anymore, but I contacted family and friends. I don't remember what it was, but Probably 10 to 15, you know, I sent out sample products and got some initial reviews. And uh, those 15 or so reviews were honestly enough to get the ball rolling. And I sold out of that inventory within about, I think it was 40 days. Oh, wow. Um, It took me to sell the, the 100 units. So for the first couple of weeks, not a whole lot was going on, maybe one or two every other day. And then once I got that, you know, 10 to 15 reviews, I started selling much quicker.
0: Okay. Now, let me ask you this quick, because I'm sure people are wondering this. You don't have to give us the exact number, but what um, what kind of price point are we talking?
1: Uh, so it was, is a price point between $50 to uh, $70. Oh, okay. I so it fluctuated it's an, the price. It, yeah.
0: It's a little bit of an upper end product then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, again, I mean, it's something, again, when when you're first starting, I mean, I always tell people that's going to be, it's going to be more expensive for that inventory because you're you're paying right. more, but the reward is a little bit greater. And there is some, um, uh, you know, I guess there's not as much competition there because so many other people are starting small. Um, so in your case, it, it worked out. And I, I love it that, you know, within 40 days, you're selling out 100 units. So. Yep. That's 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 really good. So you validated it. So now now you're excited, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, big point. time. So now now what do you do? I am
1: very excited, of course, and I'm I'm ready to order more inventory. So I see that uh, once I started seeing that it it started selling, you know, three to four units a day or, or whatever it was fairly consistently there, I'm like, whoa, I'm going to be out of stock here in like two weeks. Mm. And so I immediately went in and ordered another, you know, I contacted my manufacturer and I ordered more units. I ordered, I don't remember what, what my next order was. It probably still wasn't enough. I think I did. Five hundred units okay. is what I did, so I, I bumped it up to, to five hundred units. And I, I'm trying to think of all the timeline of when I added additional sure. products. Sure,
0: yeah, because it, you have you have more than just that product now.
1: I do. I have more than just that one product. I believe I, you know, I got that new inventory of five hundred units and started selling. And uh, shortly after that, I then have since. Added uh, four additional products, so I have five products in total.
0: Wow, that's uh, awesome! Now
1: that are up and selling. Yeah, Yeah. I so so basically, I validated the market. I ordered a bunch more uh, units, and then I started expanding. And again, it's hard to describe, but in very um, you know related products that have similar features, all within the same niche. You know, very very similar products um, that have similar. Uh, features I saw that hey, it's doing well in this version. Let's do this version and this version. And uh, so, yeah, I now have five products and wow, doing quite well.
0: And, and did you follow the same kind of process as far as, uh, you know, buying a small order amount just to kind of test that particular product?
1: I I was a little more aggressive with my uh, other products because I was starting to appreciate the traffic and the possibilities that are available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I knew what I was doing a little bit better. I went ahead and ordered 500 units of all, you know, that was my initial order, 500 units of my other four products that I did.
0: Okay, okay. You know, so what was your launch process for those products now that you kind of of figured out what you wanted to do, but was there any certain strategy other than just getting them listed and putting them up and having good images and all of that good stuff?
1: So there's a couple of things. So I no longer, of course, like I mentioned, did reviews from family and friends, but I did uh, get reviews. That's been very important uh, for me. So my process basically is once the the listing is up um, to go out and get about 50 reviews and I'm using, I'll go ahead and mention, I'm using AMZ tracker. They have a review club um, Mm -hmm. on there. And it's a really great uh, service, pretty easy to use. And uh, so that's what I've done. I basically go in there and give away, you know, 50 units of each of these products and get that initial 20 or 30 reviews that, you know, eventually come in. And that's been the process uh, to launch it. And that's
0: worked pretty well. What's now. the um what, what before we go any further? What's yeah. the um what's the uh turnaround or the um I, I guess the the rate of review from if you give away 50, how many do you plan or how how many do you hope to get in in a review? You know, like a percentage. Tip-
1: yeah, typically I'll get uh 30 to 40 reviews.
0: Okay. Um, that's pretty so good.
1: Whatever that is, you know. Yeah, no, 70, no, that's 70 to 80%.
0: That's pretty good actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's worked pretty well. I will mention that even my not not all of my products took off right away. Sure, uh, you know one of my products and um, one of my products that I launched and did this process, it didn't sell very well um, mm-hmm. at first. And what I've done for that product is I did I turned on um, Amazon PPC, and that has helped uh, some. You know it's still kind of been a slow process. I am getting a return. I think my ad spend I think is forty two percent um, you know, for the return. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's decent. Um, but I went in with that product and did a second batch of reviews, got another 50 reviews. I figured, Hey, if I'm going to make this thing work, I need to, I need to kickstart it somehow. Sure, sure, And that has helped. And so I don't know if it's just a combination. It's probably just a combination of Amazon PPC getting additional reviews And then I think age helps just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, once your product has been up there for two or three months, it it tends to just climb a little bit. And and part of that's just getting those additional reviews and, you know, just that aging process. Um, The sales have picked up. And I do think now that finally, I thought I had a loser. Now I think it's going to be a winner, maybe not a huge winner, but something that I will re reorder inventory and keep selling.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think to um to also mention what I also think, and this is just my own belief again, my own opinion, but it's kind of like you've always talked in the past, even with like a website with you know a domain that's aged or whatever. I think that definitely um, Amazon will um, will give a little bit more bump in the rankings when you have a listing um, that, is, that is aged. But I also think that your seller's account, when that is seasoned and aged and you have yes. more feedback score, I believe that that will definitely help you moving forward when you're launching products under that seller's account. That's just my... My belief. Yeah,
1: um, I agree. I, I think that makes absolute sense. You know, I can see the number of uh, seller reviews that are coming in and getting lots of positive reviews. And certainly I I would agree. I think that's probably a great factor yeah. for uh, launching additional products.
0: Yeah. So I think as you move forward, like you're saying, like adding another product, you might be able to get it going quicker with rankings without really doing as much as you would have if on a clean account or, you know, one that hasn't been been used. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I love that. Um, okay. And I just want one question I know other people are probably asking. So why, why have you stopped, um, asking friends and family? What's your, what's your reasoning for that? I'm just curious and I'll give you my thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the reason is, um, fairly simple, um, 1 I'm looking for more than 10 or 15 reviews now you okay. know so I'm I'm doing you know batches of 50 and it's just a lot of work to go out and contact you know 50 family and friends yep, might yep. be hard to to do that um so it's that's one reason. The other thing is, um, if you're asking the same family and friends to review products, you know, four or five times, you kind of feel like you're wearing out your welcome. Um, and so that's, <laughs> that's, that's another big reason. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's totally it's, true. <laughs> it's just so much easier. There's tons of Amazon reviewers, they want to review products, they love reviewing products. And they do it quickly. So it's just a lot easier to go to these uh, places where Amazon reviewers are and say, hey, I've got a free product or a discounted product. Um, Will you do a review? They want to do it. It's easy. So yeah, it makes sense. I think that's
0: the key word, easy. Easy, right? yeah. Anything we can do to make things easier. If you're starting to make money, you can start throwing some money at things and it makes things easier. Yep.
1: Right. So that's that's the reason. Totally. OK,
0: because I, I know some people be like, well, Scott, why did Spencer say that? It, does he not think that they're as good? And my whole take has always been like, especially when you're first starting, you want to get yourself five, 10, 15 reviews. And and some people were saying, well, family and friends, you shouldn't because Amazon says you shouldn't. And my belief on that is, is it even if it's not even a verified review, if it's unverified, it's still a mm-hmm. base review. And I don't even care if it gets wiped out in two or three weeks is because I, me personally, I like turning on pay per click as soon as possible. And with a few reviews, my conversions are going to be higher so just a different again though and i want people to understand everyone has different angles of doing this right it doesn't matter which one you you pick you know it's like just pick one and and kind of start using these these strategies and techniques and stuff and start applying them um like you have and like i have i think i don't think there's one exact set way that you have to do it you know Exactly. Yep.
1: Everybody can go out and figure out what works for them. Just take some action. You know, and I actually say that in any business, um, people are always looking for an exact model to follow step by step. That always doesn't work. You know, certainly learn what you can, but dive in and think through the process. Figure out a strategy that works best in your business because nobody is going to understand exactly what you're going through other than you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to be wrapping it up. I got one other question for you, though, and that is um, now that you're up and running, you're excited about everything. And we could probably have you on another episode. We could talk about building that external authority site and building out, Mm -hmm. you know, we definitely we should have you back on for that. Cause I think that's, that's something that I'm looking into right now. I'm going to be picking your brain about, and uh, I'm going to be following your podcast and your blog and all that stuff like I have in the past, because that's something I'm definitely, I'm considering. Um, I've Mm -hmm. already built out my site, but I want to go ahead and build it out further and start getting some organic traffic and all that stuff from Google. Start building my own external channel. so I know that that's something that you're you're you are an expert at, and that you've been doing it for years. So anyone that is thinking about doing that, because uh, I know I am, um, definitely want to go check out your. Which we'll will give a link and we'll will link you up in the show notes. Um, but definitely want to pay attention to that. But the one question I guess I want to ask you is: so now now that these things are kind of up and running, what are you doing to maintain this business? Like, what do you have to do to maintain, uh, you know, your Amazon business now? So man, it's uh,
1: it's one of those businesses that uh, honestly, you can put as much or as little effort as you want kind of into it. So um, th- the listings are up, they're doing very well on Amazon, I don't do a ton to maintain the business anymore. I, uh, the biggest headache is making sure I have enough inventory and trying to predict how many sales am I going to get and when am I going to run out of stock and when should I order? And just going through a lot of those high level business decisions, how much money should I invest before I get paid from Amazon, that sort of thing, right? So I'm going through some growing pains because my products are selling very quickly. And as we speak, I'm Basically out of stock on a couple of products, you know, just because they sold quicker than I thought. And it's going to be a few weeks before I get those in inventory. So that's really the the main um, time that I'm spending is just those high level decisions, monitoring inventory, deciding how much money I want to invest and um, scouting for new products. I actually have a couple of new products that I'm deciding to, I've got samples coming on their way and hoping to launch here before the end of the year. So that's about it. Just deciding if I need to get some more reviews, I can do that. Every once in a while, I get a question from a customer on Amazon and I'll answer that. But uh, that's about it.
0: I know, I know. It's funny because a lot lot of people say like, Scott, so how how much time do you spend a day on your Amazon business? I'm like, If I really want to go to work and do some stuff, I could spend a couple hours maybe looking at my pay-per-click, maybe looking at my listings, trying to optimize this, that, and the other thing, but to really be honest, I mean, an hour a day would be plenty. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that would be like more than enough. Once you have things up and running, right? I mean, once everything is going and I mean, Amazon is working for you, their FBA, you know, people are there working for you around the clock. Um, and all you really need to do is, like you said, the hardest part is making sure you got enough inventory. That's a that's a good problem to have. You yeah. know, it means you have sales, but it is a, a thing that you don't want to run out. And especially with fourth quarter coming now, now we're trying to predict. Uh, you know, what we should order because we know it's going to be a, a pretty good quarter because it always is. Um, yep. and you want to take advantage of that. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that because a lot of people will ask, you know, how much time do you actually spend? And well, so if you only spend an hour, what would I do the rest of the time? I'm like, well, you can find <laughs> stuff to do. You can definitely, sure. but you can spend six hours looking for products, you yeah, know? I mean, absolutely. And if, if you have time, I would say do that. Start getting a pile of products that you could potentially outsource and uh, and, and do it, you know?
1: Yeah. So maybe there, there there is a couple of points that I want to make because I don't sure. want to make, I don't want to sound like this is a super easy business. And I know you say the same thing that not necessarily everybody that launches a product is going to be successful. So there, uh, there is one thing that I found that has helped my listings actually quite a bit that uh, we didn't dive into. And that actually is is keyword uh, research and uh, using great titles um, mm. in my products. Um, when I initially launched a couple of my products that weren't doing so well, I kind of took uh, took a look at what was going on and did additional keyword research. And I believe that by doing that, I did... You know, I found lots of related key terms in my market, and I added those to the product title and description. Uh, some some key terms that were more descriptive that competitors were not using mm-hmm. that made my stand and my listing stand out a little bit more. Um, and I have noticed that not only am I I believe getting additional long tail traffic from other key terms. It's hard to know because Amazon doesn't have a analytics, you know, tool where you can see where you're getting searches from. But I've also started to move up in the rankings for some of my head terms, you know, bigger terms. Mm -hmm. And so, I just, keyword research and um, product descriptions really are very important. I've seen um, some success from doing that. And then, the other point is... um, and, and this is up to you. You know, I'm willing to share what I'm doing right now as far as success. You know, it's um, only been about six months, but this bi- business has really exploded for me and really uh, kind of surprised me. Mm, oh, absolutely. So, so if you're interested in hearing numbers, I'm willing to share. Yeah, let's have them. And again, this... I just sort of, every time I log in, I shake my head and, and think, you know, what is going on here? You know, I've been building a software business for years. And at the rate that my Amazon business is now growing, it's going to, anyways, it's growing at a much faster pace and could overtake my my software business if I'm not careful here. Um so right now where I'm sitting, and again, this is with five products, in the last 30 days, um, I've done, I'm looking at my account right now, $39,989 in sales. Wow. And um, about probably 2,000 to 2,500 of that is uh, promotional sales. So the the actual sales is probably closer to $3,700, $3,800. But uh, things are just have taken off and doing exceptionally well. And like you said, I think the fourth quarter is gonna be mm. much, much better. I've ordered large batches of inventory that are on their way. So uh, November and December should be huge months for me.
0: No, man, I, I appreciate you sharing those too. And I, I'll tell you what, its I, I do the same thing. I mean, I've been at this business for a long time as well. I've been online for just about seven years now and full time with you know supporting my family and everything, but all different business models. It definitely costs more to get started. But it's the closest thing to a digital product because you can put something up there right and in, into the warehouse in, in Amazon and then they're going to take care of all of the heavy lifting and there's never been anything uh, to me that has come close especially thinking of a physical product so you kind of get spoiled in the, in the digital world where you're, you're you know creating content that people can can consume online but then when you're talking physical products you're thinking of packaging and shipping and refunds and all that stuff and when this happened it just my again I had that aha moment where I'm like I got to take advantage of this because I know about the marketing end of it I know how everything mm-hmm. works But now I got to figure out if I can actually make this thing work. So let me test it. And here we are almost a year later now. I'm not even a full year. I'll be a year October 22nd. Wow. And uh, yeah, and we're talking, I've got a lower priced item and, uh, you know, I'm going to probably clip right around 300,000 in sales. So. You know, That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely it's eye opening. Um, it's real, uh, but there you know there's definitely some hoops you got to jump through, and there's things you got to do, and you know you're not always going to have a successful product, which I think you, you've demonstrated. You know,
1: right? Absolutely. And I and I will say that uh, you know this business it is capital intensive. So I I'm not uh, pulling off a lot of money right now at this point. I'm just reinvesting all my profits into new inventory or new products. And so, anybody getting into the business is probably going to have to expect that for the first six months or or whatever that may be mm-hmm. to just reinvest all your profits. But I'm getting to the point now where I will be able to start, you know, taking some of those profits and um, you know actually going out and putting that in my pocket. but uh, So it does take a lot of capital up front, but Amazon is amazing marketplace. There's so much traffic there. Um, It's really surprised me the growth that I've been able to see so quickly. And uh, yeah, I expect a lot of good things here in the next six months.
0: Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm excited uh, to to hear your journey. And that's why I listened to your podcast as well, because you also talk a lot about, and you just did an episode recently, which I listened to, about building out your authority sites and all that stuff. Because I think that's definitely a huge part of this once we validate that a product or a market can work. And then from there, starting to build it out. So I would definitely advise people to go over and check that out. And also, we'll definitely, definitely have you back on sooner than later, actually. I'd like to have you back on. So this way here, we can dive into building out an external authority authority website and maybe how we can either do it ourselves or even hire people out to do that type of uh, uh, work for us, which that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested in taking <laughs> some of my Amazon money and then throwing it at building out an authority site that I can have, you know, almost like a content crew kind of working on creating that content for me and uh, and doing all that stuff. So definitely excited about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, we are, we're building out a, a website associated with our Amazon products. The whole idea behind it is If Amazon were ever to sort of shut down or, you know, not shut down, but uh, if sales weren't to go quite as well on Amazon, we would still have this external website where we can sell products directly, just expanding the business, sort of protecting our assets a little bit for both growth purposes. And again, uh, diversifying your assets, if you will, we're building out this authority site. And so, yeah, I'd be happy to come back on and talk about that. It it really is a whole discussion in and of itself what Mm -hmm. we're doing there.
0: Totally. Totally. All right. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. I, again, I want to thank you for coming on and taking the time, but, uh, why don't you give people maybe a little bit of parting advice and then tell them how they can get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I always say that if anybody is interested in this business or in any business, uh, what they need to do is take action, figure out a strategy that works for them. You know, I, I even mentioned this earlier, You know, it's great to read blogs and listen to podcasts and try and follow step by step what Scott or myself are doing or other people. But when it really comes down to it, If you can figure out a strategy on your own that makes sense to you, that's where you're going to find the most success. So that's my advice is go out and figure out a strategy that works for you and just take action. Now, people can follow along with me over at nichepursuits.com. That's where my blog is. And, of course, I have a podcast. And if they're interested in checking out my keyword research software, Longtail Pro, they can go to longtailpro.com.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that, Spencer. And we'll definitely, like I said, have you back on. And I, again, I want to thank you for coming on. It's It's been awesome. And um, I'll definitely be listening to your podcast and I'll definitely be uh, finding out what I need to do next in this journey of building out an authority website. So thanks again, bud.
1: Yep. No, that sounds great. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Good luck in that fourth quarter. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Spencer. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. So there you have it. Awesome. Right. I mean, Spencer's a cool guy, right? I mean, he really laid it out there for us. He's excited about this new business that he just started dabbling in and now all of a sudden it's blowing up and now it's really making him rethink as far as how he wants to build authority sites and all of that good stuff. If you do want to follow along with Spencer, you can head over to nichepursuits.com. That's his site. He does have a podcast as well. I would definitely recommend checking that out. He's a really, really cool guy, so definitely go uh, follow him. All right, so that is going to wrap up this episode. Again, guys, you know that I try to lay it out as simple as possible. I do a live workshop where I make it even more visually clear. You can always sign up to that if you haven't done so already by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. I actually do a live workshop where I walk you through all of the phases, but I also do live Q&A at the end. It is actually me on there answering your questions live, and I would love to have you attend. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Thanks again for taking time out of your day to listen wherever you are on the run taking a bike ride, in the plane, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. And remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on now. Let's say it together. Let's say it together. Take action. Have an awesome day. I'll see you in the next episode.